It's a state treasure and it's a national treasure, this art school. And we're going to be back organising um, to banner drop, to flash mob, to vigil, to do all the things that we've been doing to embarrass the hell out of this corporate-led run university. We're not going away. We're, we're going to keep fighting. This has just, you know, strengthened our resolve. So good luck squishing us further. You can take away our occupation, but you can't take away our community. And we're a community and we're here to fight. Education and training for artists is severely under threat in New South Wales. The University of Western Sydney closed its art school a decade ago. Newcastle University recently closed its Bachelor of Fine Arts course. The National Art School is facing uncertainty and the Sydney College of the Arts is under attack from the Directorate of the University of Sydney. Initially slated to merge with the University of New South Wales Art and Design School, sustained campaigning from students has kept doors open and changed the game. The university is now threatening to close the Callan Park campus in Roselle and move the school onto the main campus in Camperdown. This move would involve a loss of studio space, the end of ceramics, glass blowing and jewellery, and a 60% staff redundancy. In short, an art college slashing. Under this threat, a community of resistance has sprung up, utilising a range of campaign tactics to save the school. One of those tactics has been a student-led occupation of the main administration building at the Callan Park campus, which lasted for an incredible 65 days. On the 25th of October, police and security guards stormed the building without warning early in the morning, while two occupiers holding the fort were sleeping. You're listening to Earth Matters, environmental and social justice news, produced in the studios of 3CR on Wurundjeri Country and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm Jem Rommeld, and this week I'm bringing you voices from the Speak Out held at Sydney College of the Arts on the day the occupation ended to pledge to keep fighting until the college is safe. First up, we'll hear from Che, followed by Rachel and SCA. Grant. Had a very lovely wake-up call this morning. Uh, door being cut in half and uh, being yelled, "Get out! Get out! Get out!" And uh, apparently, we can no longer question campus security now. Because um, I heard them yell many times, don't question us, don't question us, if you question us. Um, what will happen is what happened to Rachel. She was forcibly removed from the building without shoes. So, yeah, um, the university clearly has shown its hand. They do not care about students, and they do not care about the welfare of students. Because if they did, they would not do what they did this morning. They gave us no warning. They woke up at 6.45 in the morning, and it caused a huge amount of, amount of anxiety for me, and I'm sure Rachel, too, and anybody else who was around this morning. And not only did they evict us from our peaceful occupation, but they then went into the campus and started ripping down art of students, anything that had anything to do with, with, with the campaign, and even posters that had nothing to do with the campaign and were just about Hi. events to show student art like gallery openings. Those those posters were ripped down too. And when I questioned members of campus security as to why they were ripping down these posters, the response I got was, we can rip down anything we want. Yay. The university claims to care about students' right to protest, but they clearly, clearly don't. And it's a big mistake on their part to show that. 
Because we can use this, even though it sucks that we're not in that occupation, and I already miss it. It feels like I was kicked out of my home this morning. But we can use this to fuel the campaign and to show SEA students and the general public the, the, the dirty nature of this university and that money is all they care about. They don't care about art. They don't care about students. So yeah, let's use this for, for to fuel our student power. Thank you. It was really a huge surprise at 6.40 to hear such yelling and screaming and they bashed the door in. I was yelling for Che to get up as well uh, and I grabbed my phone and made some calls. Um, I stuck my shorts on and locked the door and they got a key, opened the door um, and I had 10 cops staring at me um, and I really needed my shoes um, and I asked for them and I yelled out for Shay, um, watch out, here they come and um, they forced me down the stairs and they forced us out here. Um, they brought Shay out and then they forced us up here. They had cameras the whole time. Um, we were peacefully protesting. We were peacefully sleeping. We were doing it in a very calm and non-stressful manner um, and they really increased the stress levels. Um, but it's been yeah, and it's actually really emotional because the friends and comrades that we've made here in this struggle will last a lifetime. Um, and, and, you know, we had every one of our backs. Um, and when I made the calls at 6.40 in the morning, a whole bunch of people answered the phone real quick, came from Western Sydney, Hornsby, were, were there immediately. Um, and the thing is that management is really scared of our example because... We have inspired students in arts colleges, we've inspired students in language departments, we've inspired students in political economy from Victoria to Brisbane, um, you know, Tasmania has been looking at us, how we got international media. Every single media article that we got was positive and in our favour. So, university was really feeling the heat, they were feeling the heat because of all of the organisations that stepped up the CPSU, the NTU, a big round of applause for the MUA folks. Woo! They came in when it was cold and wet and raining week one and that electrified the environment, got us, you know, added extra media, Unions New South Wales and so on. But we're here for the long haul. They might have thrown us out today, but we're back here this afternoon and we're going to be back organising um, to banner drop, to flash mob, to vigil, to do all the things that we've been doing to embarrass the hell out of this corporate-led run university. We're not going away. Michael Spence said that they had not enough money for this college. What a load of crap. What an absolute load of crap. They sold the the law school for $45 million, gave $35 million to a hospital. We love hospitals, they should have more money, but actually the state and federal government should be giving them that money, not, not a Sydney university that is crying poor over an arts college. Not, not, not that university, not, not this university. So we have really, we've put shame to the arguments that the university have made about why they're trying to shut this college down. We've put shame to that. We've spoken truth to power. Bring that shit in!
and staff hopes, aims and goals are very much in alignment. And on behalf of the staff whose family life is at risk, whose income is at risk, whose very futures are at risk through this process, remember 60% of staff, both academic staff and professional staff, are looking at redundancy through this process and because of their specialised skill sets it's going to be very challenging for them to be redeployed within the university and even outside of the university. So on behalf of those potentially affected staff, I'd just like to convey my appreciation of what the students have done here. It's been an absolutely magnificent effort over the last couple of months and deserves heartfelt and hearty congratulations. Um, thank you very much. Um, what happened this morning, to my mind, is an utter disgrace. And the reason, above many other reasons, that it's an utter disgrace is that what it represents is the university communicating with its students via the mechanism of security guards and police. It is the university undertaking actions towards its students through the mechanism of security and the police. And when the university decides that it's going to conduct its interactions with its students via the police, we have a terrific problem. It's a problem of democracy, it's a problem of the very running of the university, and it is a tremendous problem in terms of the relationship between the executive of this university, the current executive, and the student body. And I think that it's one of the most shameful occurrences in the university's modern history. I think you probably agree, and I think that we need to see an end of this sort of stuff straight away. It's the university going too far and removing a right to a very civilised, for the most part, um, and thoughtful protest action. And if the university shuts this down, then I think that its, its undertakings to provide free-range intellectual freedom are compromised at their very base, and this is the last thing that a university should be doing. You are the witness of change at the counteract. We gotta take the power back. Yeah, we gotta take the power back. That was Che and Rachel, who were both evicted from the occupation that morning, and Grant, a staff member and representative from the Community and Public Sector Union. Next up, we'll hear from Dell, another participant in the occupation, followed by Kurt of the National Tertiary Education Union and Tom, Solicitor for the Student Representative Council. I was very, very pleased to help out in the occupation in whatever ever way I could. <laughs> and, and yes, we did um, form greater bonds because of the occupation. There's something about living, living together with people that does that to you, doesn't it? And, uh, yeah... I was just pretty shocked because about this morning because I was working on the assumption the whole way through it that they haven't actually asked us to leave. So when we when they ask us to leave, we will leave because we don't have any argument with the police. Our argument is with the university and we would um, be happy to, to walk right out there. But no, we did not get uh, any statement about... Um, come out, come out, wherever you are, because in three minutes we're going to come in by knocking down the door if you don't. Um, nothing like that was said. Is that correct, Rach? Nothing, nothing. So, consequently, 
Consequently, it, we had the impression that we weren't actually breaking the law, we weren't doing anything illegal. But apparently not. Uh, Thomas assures me that they can just subtly, without telling us, change the rules and that um, they can decide that, okay, your permission to do this has been withdrawn. And that's what they did, apparently. So, yes, we're pretty shocked and stunned by that. But we didn't really want to go out with a whimper, did we? So. You see the email that's come from management this morning about, oh, you know, we're all for peaceful expressions of dissent and blah, 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 but we can't have this. Um, so just to remind... <laughs> them that you know they don't get to decide how we express our freaking dissent here actually um that's what dissent is all about <laughs> it's not just that we express it but we'll choose how we express it um and again um the fact that the best that they could come up with really was a little line about some possessions being left in the office and that's why we had to call cops um on the students uh, that we're supposed to exercise a duty of care with um it's just some bullshit that has to be contested obviously um and <sighs> Yep. So I think the challenge, as Grant has said, is to keep figuring out how um, we do express our dissent in all sorts of ways, whether that be industrially as we're doing um, through the union mechanisms that we have um, and politically as the way that, um, that you guys are doing it um, as students and as staff here. Um, so that's a point that we should make. But the other point that I just want to make here again is that there's been a kind of trickle of stuff that's been coming down from university management about um, the stress on the institution that the occupiers have caused, right? And the stress on the institution that our dispute in fair work and the action of our unions has been causing because it's dragging out the process, <sighs> right? So this is what makes me red in the face, man. Like, seriously, I'm trying to be the calm union guy, not the angry union guy, but like, really, um, if we're talking about people who've been causing stress and distress across the student and staff community here, we all know who's been causing that for a year at least, right? When you drop a heads of agreement on a bunch of people that tells them that there will be no institution, uh, that their degrees are all being shifted to another uni and their jobs are all gone, um, and then a few weeks later it's like, oh, sorry, changed our mind, we're torn it up, and then you drop a change proposal that says we're going to move you to an undisclosed location, half your disciplines are going to disappear, uh, and we won't take enrolments in a degree, and we still don't really know what we're doing, but something's going to happen. Like, that's what's been causing stress across this institution, right? Um, so own it. That's what they need to do. Uh, they need to own that uh, and not try and deflect all this stress onto you uh, and onto the staff here who've been fighting because of your belief in what this place is, uh, which is an unbelievable institution, right? Like, um, and again, I've spent time out here before this year, but spending more time out here this year, as I'm sure Grant and others will agree, like this is an incredible place. Uh, what it offers is unbelievable. And like anybody with a skerrick of imagination, like look at where we're standing right now. Seriously, anybody with a modicum of imagination for what this place could be would be holding onto it like a bloody crown jewel and not tossing it aside in the way that they're planning to do. So. They need to reset, they need to rethink, they need to actually rebuild trust with the students here and with the staff here, tear up the crappy change proposal that they've got on the table and actually do some work with everybody to reimagine the future of this place um, and to keep SCA, the multidisciplinary visual arts studio-based jewel in the crown um, that we all know here that it is. So um, onwards and upwards, folks, we've got to keep fighting. Right. we got to take the power back.
And money is a dirty uh, concept in this campaign, but there's just a couple of things I think need to be said about money. Um, in that change plan, there's a reference to $36 million in renovation or repairs in the medium term. Who knows what the medium term is, 10, 15 years? Under the 99-year lease agreement signed by Dame Leonie Kramer as Chancellor of the University, uh, the, the Memorandum of Understanding in 1993 and then the, uh, the lease terms in 95, the universe, uh, sorry, the state government agreed to pay, pay the money for the upkeep of the heritage of these buildings, this iconic Kirk, Kirkbride complex. So if it's 30 million or 36 million, that's a repair bill of the landlord, the New South Wales government. Univer it's not open to the university to just say to the government, oh, um, don't worry about that re repair um, obligation, 30 million over decades to come. Uh, it's fine, we'll, we'll give the lease back, we'll walk away. There's been an agreement with the Commonwealth government, the state government, civil society, uh, the arts industry for the SEA to be based here for 99 years. Don't worry about that. You don't have to pay your $30 million. Um, we'll just all walk away. Well, no, actually, I think the state, I think the federal government and the state government, um, the education authorities more broadly outside the bubble of the university might have an opinion about that, be corresponding with, with those stakeholders in the next short while. Uh, here's another... Uh, financial figure I think we need to consider. The university uh, announced with great fanfare in 2015 that they'd raised $600 million in fundraising. Now the Vice-Chancellor Michael Spence is an expert at fundraising apparently. He's come from Oxford University as an expert of fundraising. Well, congratulations, you raised $600 million. Guess what? There's an obligation here to the Sydney College of Art uh, and some of that 600 slice of the action should go to this, um, this facility. It's a state treasure and it's a national treasure, this art school. Uh, here's another $600 million. In Sunday's newspaper, there was a reference to uh, a, a new Supreme Arts Council for New South Wales. Now, that, they say they've got a $600 million budget. Wow, we're up to $1.2 billion already. $600 million in the state budget, uh, Arts Council budget, and that's not uh, from business. That's from the sale of public electricity assets. That is public resources that should be available to a state and national um, treasure like the Sydney College of Art. You've just heard from Dell, Kurt and Tom, who debunked the university's argument that they can't afford to keep the art school open. This is Earth Matters, produced in the studios of 3CR in Fitzroy, Victoria, and broadcast all across these stolen lands we call Australia on the Community Radio Network. Next up, we'll speak with Amy, Janelle and Che on their involvement in the campaign. No schooling, no work, no job, and no money. My name's Amy, I'm an undergrad at the SCA, I major in sculpture. Hi, my name is Janelle, I'm a first year international student from South Africa. Hi, uh, my name's Che, I'm 
an international student from Canada, a uh, sculpture alumni. Great, thanks for joining us on Earth Matters. Uh, we're just here outside the Sydney College of the Arts uh, after there's been a speak out in response to the eviction of the occupation this morning. Um, can somebody please give me a, a bit of a timeline of this campaign, how it started? We were sent an email from our dean that we were going to merge with UNSW. So that had a lot of ramifications, including us no longer having desks at all to make art at and we're a studio based art school so we need our studio space that email sparked the campaigning and uh, through campaigning we we I don't know wrecked that plan and forced the uni into their plan B which was to move us to main campus uh, eventually we escalated the campaign by staging this occupation that was the 22nd of August and the occupation led to the toppling of the Dean, Colin Rhodes. That was one of our demands um, and one of our victories. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we've also um, called two strikes so far. Uh, one was one day, uh, and that saw us taking a large group of students down to main campus to have a rally. And then we had a larger two-day strike, uh, which was a little bit more contentious, but... Um, Still largely a success. Uh, we went down to main campus again and uh, went, went to classrooms and had a large rally, which ended in a tent city outside of the quad. Sorry, we also had this amazing ninja banner drop where we like um, made a collective artwork and then dropped it from the chancellor's building. Like it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a covert operation. So that was pretty epic. Yeah, it's 14 by 7 meter banner. It was huge. <laughs> so what's the university's justification for moving everybody from this place, which is a beautiful, I mean, someone should probably describe. Uh, yeah, wow, Callan Park. It's a gorgeous heritage buildings and a large public green space. And yeah, the, the university's justification for moving us from here... Um, well, they say it's money, but uh, we know through digging and just um, just the law with the with the ninety nine year long lease they had that that the, the money issue is not really an issue, and it's more just about the social capital that they feel they don't get from an art school. We've discredited their claims that it's financially unviable. Un so. So have you, in the course of this campaign, have you had to spend a lot of time defending the role of the arts in society? And what's yes. that been like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, constantly. <laughs> um, every time we go into main campus or we talk to people, we have at least a, like a handful of people who come up to you and say, oh, well, arts degrees are just a waste of time anyway. Like, it should be shut down. There's no point in having it, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, we spend a lot of time being like, well, no, actually, art's important for this reason. And money is not really the goal with art. It's about creating a better society. I mean, you watch movies, right? You listen to music, right? You enjoy, I don't know, posters and graphic design and products. And <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I cut in. You went to see Frida Kahlo, like, you know, everyone enjoys art. Oh, but on the other hand, we've had the community be really supportive. It hasn't just been us having to defend the art. I think there's definitely vocal parts of the wider community that have been really supportive of us. Mm -hmm. 
Is this part of a broader Sydney-wide uh, shrinkage of arts courses? Because I know there's been other stuff going on with COFA. And yeah, uh, both COFA at UNSW and the National Art School, or NAS, um, are under threat in different ways. And yeah, it's Sydney-wide, it's statewide, it's countrywide, it's worldwide. <laughs> so what's next, do you think? Passing the semester, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> catching up on schoolwork. Um, I think we've all been very invested. And uh, so what's next for the campaign, we'll probably see in the next couple of days. We're meeting on Thursday just to touch base with other students and what other what other campaigners have been up to and what they have, they have planned over the holiday period. We have, a f we have a few events in the pipeline, so we still need to flesh those out. So nothing's announced yet. Yeah. Um, I'd just like to read our demands. We demand that all negotiations involving Sydney College of the Arts between the State Government of New South Wales, the University of Sydney and the University of New South Wales, referred to in the secret heads of agreement, cease immediately. Uh, that, we, Is got that, that. we got that. So that's a win. <laughs> all SCAE teachers and technicians stay. And we've extended this by six months, so we're getting we're on our way to that. The SCAE facilities currently stay in use. Our studio base practice model stays, the course resolutions published in our respective handbooks, the time of our enrolment stay and must be delivered by the University of Sydney. We're, we're going to keep fighting. This has just, you know, strengthened our resolve, so good luck squishing this further. <laughs> like I said in my speech, you can take away our occupation, but you can't take away our community, and we're a community and we're here to fight. I'd just like to say, um, <laughs> Stephen Garden, Michael Spence, <laughs> you did not scare us. <laughs> yeah, nice job. After a successful 65-day occupation of the administration building at the Sydney College of the Arts, students, alumni, staff and supporters are continuing the campaign and employing a diversity of tactics. Their goal? To reinstate the Bachelor of Visual Arts, keep all facilities, all staff, all courses and all students on the Callan Park campus. To stay in touch with the campaign and get involved, visit their website, letscastay.com or find the page on Facebook called Let SCA Stay. Thank you to everyone who spoke out on this show. Amy, Janelle, Che, Rachel, Grant, Dell, Kurt and Tom. And to everyone else who is active in defending the Sydney College of the Arts. This has been Earth Matters, produced in the studios of 3CR on Wurundjeri Country in Victoria. I'm Jem Rommeld. We would like to thank the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their financial support and the good folk at the Community Radio Network for getting this program out to you. The music you've been hearing is from Rage Against the Machine, Nina Simone and the Black Bat Trio. You can get in touch with us by emailing earthmatters.3cr at gmail.com. Call up the station on 03 9419 or find our page on Facebook. Thanks for listening and tune in again next week for another dose of Earth Matters.
Global Intifada, bringing you current affairs through revolutionary and protest music from around the world. Every Thursday afternoon from 5 till 6 on 3CR. Because music is our bomb. <laughs> 